Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Let's start in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a, just a man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, you, for your wife, for that which is conceived in her is the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Somebody say amen. Amen. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated. God is with us. Then Joseph being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. And he did not know her till she had brought forth first son. And he, and he called his name Jesus. He called his name Jesus. So God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son his only son God so loved us he gave his only child isn't that awesome I don't sometimes I think we forget that God gave his only begotten son to us why would he do that Why will God give his only begotten son to us so that we will be defined by his love for us? That's what this life is all about. When you give your life to Jesus, amen, you will be defined by God's love for us. Are you with me? He he gave his only son to us. My wife blew me away the other day. She says, you know someone loves you when they sacrificially give to you. Amen? So you single people, if you are with someone right now, they don't sacrificially give to you. They don't love you. They don't love you. Married people, just saying. This is Christmas, so I won't act up this morning. 
when you look under that tree, is that, is that not the gift you've been um, hoping for? <laughs> I'm just saying. But you know someone loves you when they sacrificially give to you. That's what love's all about. See, Jesus' birth and his resurrection, right, was a defining moment for us. See, when Jesus was born, when he lived on the earth, he modeled how we should love. He says to love your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all of your soul. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's challenging, isn't it? Look to your neighbor and says, I love you like I love myself. Be careful. You are in church. You are in church. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. He modeled how we should love. And then when he died, he proved how much God loved us. Oh, this maybe. When he died, he proved to us how much God loved us. This is your defining season. A defining moment is a point in your life when you experience something that fundamentally changes you. Not only these moments define us, but they have a transformative effect on our perceptions and behaviors. See, when you realize how much God loves you, it will change everything about you. When you realize how much he paid for you, it would change how you think. It would change how you act. It would change how you love. Are you with me so far? We got to go. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. So my prayer is that you will find what you're looking for this season. You will find what you're looking for this season. I just want to tell you this morning. That God is saying you are worth it. You are worth it. You are worth it. Your worth is not defined by what people say about you. you, you you're, you're not defined by your mistakes. Because of the blood of Christ, you're not defined by your sins. Am I speaking to someone this morning? He says, you're worth it. The sin you committed, Jesus already took care of that. You're worth every effort it took to make this world. You're worth every sacrifice of his son. You are worth the diligence it took to produce the Bible. And you're worth every event that has shaped his will since the beginning of time. You are valuable because he says so. You're valuable because he says so. So how are we defined by God's love? How are we defined by God's love? We have to go through a love test. Amen? So we go through a love test. Amen? So it's two ways that we get tested. The first one is through the hard places. Somebody say amen. 
So we get tested through the hard places. See, the beginning never looks like the end. Amen? I mean, just look at the life of Mary and Joseph. We know what happened at the end, but let's talk about the beginning. Amen? They went through some hard stuff. Just think about it. Here's Mary and Joseph. Joseph saw this beautiful woman and says, I want her. Right? And so Mary says to him, guess what? Guess what? I'm pregnant. You can imagine the look on Joseph's face. Face was like, you're pregnant? Wait, but we never actually got together. She said, no, 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 no. I'm pregnant by the Lord. <laughs> really? Really? No, no, seriously. Uh, an angel came to me and says that I'm going to carry our Savior. I'm pregnant by God. Me think about that, right? If if you were engaged to someone and she comes to you and says, "Say I'm pregnant by the Lord," would you believe her? Right? Would you believe her? You're pregnant by the Lord. See, it was drama in that relationship, right? See, when a woman when a woman is telling the truth. <laughs> And you don't believe her? That's a rough house to live in, I'm telling you. No, I'm serious. I am pregnant by the Lord. Really? Amen. So she first got rejected by her own fiance. So it was trouble. And then she got rejected by the public because during those times, you can't be pregnant and not have a husband. And they, they weren't married because when you got married in those days, it's a huge celebration. Even the engagement is a huge celebration. Like everybody's is all up in your business. Amen. So Joseph had to hide her. And then Jesus was born in a manger. Right. Our Savior, our Lord and Savior was born in a manger. It, Jesus at the time didn't look like a Savior. Right. He is the son of God. He, he could have had the finest doctors, right? <laughs> could have the finest doctors in hospitals, right? But no, no, no. He was born in a manger with a bunch of animals around him. Amen? But good things are birthed in hard times. See, Mary birthed Jesus during hard times because what God put in her womb was very significant. Amen. So, you know, when you are um, when you have a calling of God with there's some affliction that's going on. Amen. See, the season that you're in right now may seem insignificant, right? Insignificant. But God sees it so significant. Amen. So where you are right now may seem insignificant, but but your hard place is your birthing place. See, good things are birthed in hard times. Amen. Amen. So God is doing something right now in your life. Whatever you're going through right now, God is defining you. When you start overcoming certain things, you get you are defined by his love. Oh, I hope I'm speaking to someone 
You birth things in your life from hard places. It's those things that define you. Amen? It's those things where you get that testimony. Amen? If you listen to Stacy's testimony, she started off talking about those hard times. And then God just showed up in her life. So she's no longer defined by those hard times. She's defined by God's love. Come on. You see, a defining moment is a time in our life where we come to a point of of decision that we know will change the trajectory of our lives. A time when God puts a faith challenge in front of us and we have a decision to make. See, Mary had a faith test. She had to give up her baby. She watched Jesus grow up and then walk to the cross and was put on a cross. She watched her baby die. Do you know? Do you know? Do you actually know? Do you know that Mary was the only woman in history, only woman in history that carried the same baby twice? She's the only one that carried the same baby twice. She birthed Jesus, right? She birthed Jesus. And then in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost, when, they, when it, the disciples was in the upper room, Mary was there. And when the Holy Spirit fell on everyone in the room, the disciples felt this feeling for the first time. But not Mary. This was a familiar spirit. Amen. So she was able to to put her baby on the cross. Then God gave her baby back to her. Are you with me? Are you with me? That is love. That was the love test to give up what you love the most. But our loving God says, oh, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. You prove how much you love me. I'm going to give your baby back. Your baby going to be better than ever. Your baby is going to be the savior of your world. Mary, look around the people that you see right now. They are saved by the blood because of your sacrifice of putting your son on the cross. Amen. Are you with me? She was the only one that carried the same baby twice. I believe that we are carrying something in our womb that we are destined to destined to bless others with. But what God is saying to you right now, whatever you care about the most, put it on a cross. Whatever you care about the most, put it on a cross. Whatever you're struggling with right now, put it on a cross. Amen. Put it on a cross because I'm about to define you right now. I'm about to define everything that's going on in your life. I will define you. We all go through seasons of death, burial, and resurrection. Death, burial, and resurrections. Whatever we care about the most, whatever we're struggling with the most, we must put it on a cross and let God bury it and we will rise up like better than ever. Amen? Are you with me? It was a love test for Mary. It was a love test for Mary. Is this making sense? See, God will always create something for you to believe him for. He creates opportunities that will define your faith. See, it says, the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. 
the just shall live, live by faith. Well, that means that God will never put all your ducks in a row. I'm sorry, but he'll never put your ducks in a row. Because if your ducks are always in a row, what would you need God for? So he will always create something for you to believe in him for. What do you believe in God for this morning? It's your defining season. It's your defining season. It's something that is in front of you right now. God's calling you to take that step of faith right now. Is anybody here this morning that's experiencing that faith test this morning? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think people are full. Amen. Many of you may be at some some point in your life, this moment in your life, some faith challenge in your life right now, some place in your your area of your life that you're needing God for, you're trusting God for. Amen. God says, get used to being uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's right. That's who he is. Amen. God wants you to be uncomfortable. If you are comfortable right now, if you you love, you crave comfort, this may not be the church for you. Or Christianity may not be the thing for you. See, we have to get used to being uncomfortable, amen? But it's a new type of comfort. It's a new type of comfort. It's a comfort where you trust him. Sometimes guys just say, just sit down. Just sit down. Just keep still. Let me do my thing. Trust me. Trust me. See, I'm trying to define you. Amen. See, sir, the world's been trying to define you for years. But I, this is a new type of thing that I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to define everything in your life. Everything in your life is going to look like me. Amen. The beginning never looks like the end. I believe this church is in a defining season. Yes, this church is in a defining season. I believe there will be a move of God that will change the trajectory of the church's existence forever. I believe that. I believe that. Because I know we've been in some battles. Amen? See, the enemy will never fight you for where you are. He'll always fight you where you're going. <laughs> We're going somewhere. This church is going somewhere. Amen. So we've been fighting certain battles. Amen. So how does God define us? How does God define us? Well, we know through our hard places and then second, through relationships. Yeah. So I say, uh-oh, oh. It's your relationship with him and with others. Amen? See, God is about people first. He is about people first. See, God loves people more than he loves principles. It's called grace. God loves people more than he loves principles. Amen. See, through relationships, he defines us. See, the king, Herod, 
was wise enough to know the significance of Jesus' birth. See, he was trying to change the appointed time. So he said the wise men say, hey, 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 when you guys find Jesus, let a brother know. I want to go worship him too. But he was trying to take Jesus out. He was trying to change the appointed time. See, the enemy will always try to change your appointed time. But he can't change what, what's, uh, what's, what God's built. He cannot change. When, God, when you have a destiny or calling in your life, the enemy cannot change your appointed time. But the enemy's number one goal is to break covenants. It's to break covenants, to destroy marriages, family relationships. See, relationships defines us. But make sure the relationship that defines you the best is the one you have with God. See, the Bible says we must love, the, love our God with all our hearts, all our minds, all our soul, with everything that we have. We love God with our mind. It's, ca- it's called the four H's. So you love God with your head, with, with your mind, Right? So how do, you, how do you do that? Well, you watch how Jesus walked. Watch how he loved, right? He sat with everyone, tax collectors, no matter who it was. He, he just loved them, amen? And, and those re- religious leaders were, were always questioning him every time he loved someone, amen? Then you love him with your heart. You love him with your heart. You have to love the truth. You have to love, love him with your heart. And then you love him with your hands. Everything that he puts in your hands, you love him. You sacrifice. You do the work for Christ. You be the hands and arms of Christ. Amen. You become a giver. And then your habitat. So that means your relationships, everything, every relationship around you should get blessed because of your love for Christ. I remember when I gave my life to Jesus, he changed my habitat. When I realized that I was made in his own image, he impregnated me with a purpose, with a purpose. Then everything I gave birth to looked like him. So when when that is true, every other relationship will be blessed by God's presence. If he's truly a part of you, then he's also a part of your marriage, friendship, your random encounters with strangers, and every relationship the world uses to define you. When he is a part of you, of who you are, then the world knows who he is. You start looking like Jesus. Amen. See, right now, God is actively seeking a relationship with you that is life changing. It's life changing. He is pursuing you. He wants you to know you are special. You are made in his image. He wants you to know you are the most valuable thing in this world to him.
He wants you to know him because he knows you. See, whatever you're going through, it's a greater love on the other side. Come on, why don't you stand with me? Oh, I wish I had like a whole series on this. I had my notes. I've been wrestling with this message for a while. And God just said, hey, just keep it simple. Tell them that I love them. That's what this season is all about. See, this season is very, very significant. So not the season that you're in. This, I'm talking about the Christmas season now. Because you may be the closest thing to Jesus that people meet. So it's important that we love people. Take time out and love people. Even your family. No, what I'm saying is, it's not just giving them the gifts under the tree. It's the gift that's inside of you. That's what they really need. I remember, I remember when I first gave him my life. I found what I was looking for. He was the missing link. I've been searching. I was like the wise men. I've been searching. I was searching. All of a sudden, I seen a star. And then I approached Jesus. I said, this what I was looking for. Changed my life. My life never looked the same. Then he started to define me. You see, my past was leading me. My past used to define me. My past was my best enemy. I was going to say best friend, but at the time it was my best friend because we had a lot of conversations about all the mistakes I used to make. And I will live it every day. And those mistakes defined me. But then all of a sudden, when Jesus came into my life, I immediately felt free. And my goal, I said it to myself, I'll never go back. I'll never go back. I know he's pursuing me, but I tell you right now, I'm going to keep pursuing him. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.